All right, you guys, so we are pretty much almost in back to school season or we pretty much already are depending on where you go to school. But if you are a junior or senior in college, then you are probably coming to a slow reality check of holy shit, I am almost a college graduate. Like what am I going to do with my life? Like what do I do from here, right? I remember what it was like during college and after college and even during the job search process. It's all still really recent to me. And because I know how stressful it can be, I put together a career ebook guide for you called the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success. I include resume templates, cover letter templates, top interview questions, my personal answers to the questions, how you should be dressing at interviews, and so much more. So you can find all the information on this ebook and buy this ebook online at whatfulfillsyou.com. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily and I'm your host. If you are new here, welcome and thank you for choosing to tune in today. This podcast is all about, I'd say, life fulfillment and how we bring that into our everyday lives, whether that's integrating that with our careers, our relationships, um, essentially anything that we do in our day-to-day lives. And I love having conversations about it. And so that is kind of what this podcast space is becoming or has become. On the other hand, if you're curious about who I am and what I do, I am a full-time entrepreneur. I founded my business when I was 17. Um, It's a very niche business, but I design figure skating dresses. And on the other hand, I'm also a podcaster, of course, and I also write on my blog. And then I also do content creation and collaborate with various brands. And then um, a big chunk of my time is also taken by my lovely eight to five sales jobs. So um, yes, I indeed do many of the normal things on top of the things that I find enjoyment and fulfillment in. So that's a whole spiel about me. But uh, moving on, my intros, I like to do a brief, um, well, a couple things. I always like to speak on one to three things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes it's one thing, sometimes it's three, it just varies based on the week. And then I also like to just do a really quick recap of anything that has been happening within my life or anything that's happened within the previous week. So typically I will record this the day before um, or record this intro the day before the episode comes out. So it's very much recent as much as possible. Going into the gratitude piece, today I want to say that I am so grateful for my coworkers at work. Um, like I said, I do work a normal eight to five job. I work in sales and I 
I never really knew what to expect out of my first, I guess, corporate job out of college. I didn't mention this earlier, but if you're, but if you didn't know, I graduated from college back in May 2019, so almost a year ago, and um, I started my current corporate job back in November, and I interviewed it for, interviewed for it in mid to late September. So it's been quite a while now, but kind of back to the point, I'm very grateful for my coworkers because I just didn't think that I would end up with the people that I work with today, if that makes sense. Um, Obviously, things will catch you by surprise, and I'm certainly very surprised that I have such a... I guess a very cl- close and tight knit relationship with a lot of my coworkers, especially those on my team. And all of them do happen to be guys, to be really candid. And I think that's been the cool part is that I didn't expect myself to be such um, good friends with all these guys on my team. And the reason why I'm pointing that out this week is because. This past Tuesday, so a couple of days ago, was my birthday. And um, with my friends and my normal community of people that I've typically celebrated with in the past years, uh, most of them are not here anymore. And so I didn't really organize a birthday dinner this year just because it's tough when all your friends are all over the place, but I certainly did get lots of birthday love on the day of from all of these friends, wherever they were. And, um, that was such a great feeling, but I definitely didn't think that I'd actually celebrate my birthday that much this year, to be honest. Um, I'm kind of just counting on celebrating my birthday a couple weeks from now in Miami, even though it'll be a very delayed celebration. But I ended up going out to dinner with a few of my coworkers on my team. And like I said, it caught me by surprise. And they kind of initiated the conversation about going to get dinner. They're like, hey, let's go to go get Taco Tuesday, which is kind of a thing in our area um, at a specific restaurant. Um, this restaurant is very well known for their Taco Tuesdays and very well known for their tacos and margaritas. So it was a really fun time. And like I said, I didn't expect to do this because A, it was a Tuesday and B, it's just like these are coworkers that I just met only three months ago. And here they were just giving me lots of love and celebrating with me. And then they also like covered my dinner. So it was really sweet. And all I can say is I'm really grateful for that because I have heard many horror stories of my colleagues or my friends that graduated. And all of them have said that I have the coolest coworkers and that they're so happy for me to actually have a relationship like this because none of them do in the sense where they're actually really good friends with their coworkers. So I'm grateful for it, and uh, I guess that's all I can say. On the other hand, to do a quick recap of how this week has been from the last episode, which was last Wednesday. Um, This week was a short week for me, fortunately. Um, I'm recording right now on a Friday night, actually, but uh, today I had off. At, um, off from work and Monday I will have off as well because this week was the last week of our selling season which is essentially 
um, our, the internal phrase for our company. And um, it's just the, basically the busiest season of all when it comes to the work environment at our company. And so it was last week. I finished out the month really strong. I finished out my first selling season really strong. So I'm super happy about that. And then, like I said, it was my birthday on Tuesday. Um, I've just been really going with the flow over the past few days, over the past week. And I've been really just putting a strong focus on getting my health and my fitness really more consistent. Um, I know that with working a corporate job, it can get really tough to keep it consistent. I think um, going to the gym or going to a workout class isn't the difficult part, but getting it consistent and always being there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and whatever without having other small things get in the way, that has been a difficult thing for me recently or maybe just this week because it was my birthday and it's a shorter week. But nonetheless, um, This week has been pretty good, and I actually did vlog this week. However, I'm going to be really honest. I don't think I'm going to be putting it up on YouTube because I just wasn't that proud of the whole vlogging process, and I think I realized as well that I was trying to vlog this week, and I was trying to do a week in my life vlog, and if you keep up with me on YouTube, which I highly doubt because I'm not active on it as at all. And that's kind of getting to my point is that the last video I did was back in early September or maybe August. It was a long time ago. So um, I realized that I was still really rusty with vlogging and just talking to the camera, as weird as that sounds. And so I think I'm going to take baby steps instead. And Sometime next week, I'm going to pick a day. I'm going to designate it as a day where I can vlog my entire day and then not have to worry about the other days because um, that's what happened to me. I just got so caught up with my mornings. It was really hard to keep up. So um, yeah, I hope you guys can get excited about the vlogging parts coming back into my, I guess, my content. And I'm really excited to do a day in my life vlog just because quite a few of you actually requested it, which was interesting to me. And secondly, I think it'd be cool for you guys to see what my life looks like with my corporate job and how I balance it with all the other things that I do, like this podcast and my blog and my business, because I definitely don't incorporate all those things in a single day. So you won't be able to see that. It's going to be just more of an authentic perspective, I think, because I know I post a lot of photos and I know I have this podcast, but now I think it'd be nice for some of you to see a visual perspective of my life and how it looks nowadays. I definitely don't want to keep dragging this intro on, so without further ado, let's just get right into the episode. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about how I strategically choose friends. I think this is a topic that not only am I really passionate about, I've learned over the years that people often, I guess, I guess get intrigued by the way I think about choosing friends. I think it's because, like I said, it's a pretty strategic way 
even though it's just choosing friends. And I think um, I thought this was something worthy to share, especially since I also wrote a blog post about it, which you guys can check out on the blog. It's at emilyelizabeth.blog. And I will also link that in the show notes. But I wanted to kind of go more in depth as well on this episode and um, hear your guys' feedback, maybe give you guys some insights on just picking friends as well. Just because I know at this age, especially in our early 20s, it's a very complicated ride. And there's always just so much going on in life. And I think the last thing we need is shitty friends. Um, You know, I'm a firm believer, kind of just like how this podcast is. I'm a firm believer in having meaningful and strong relationships and not just kind of flimsy ones that are from a friend group because you're in the same sorority or you're just in college and you're doing it to kind of, um, I guess, save face in a sense. So um, without further ado, I'm just going to really dive into every bullet note I have written down and kind of do a raw version of my thoughts on each one. Let's just get into the first one. So the first bullet note I have in how I choose friends is number one thing is having common values. I think this one is pretty much a given if you think about it, but at the same time, I do personally believe that not everyone thinks about it when they choose their friends or when they subconsciously pick the people that they hang out with all the time. So as a quick backstory, back in, I think this was like, yeah, 2017, I was going through a very difficult time in life and I was also transitioning or transferring to a new university at the time. And I remember because of where I was in life at the time in terms of my relationships, both romantically and just having my friends um, not around me as much anymore. Well, at the time, I didn't have any, but that's because my closest friends either graduated or was a romantic partner that I was no longer with at that time. And so it was overall a difficult period for me. And I, and I remember specifically during this time that I, I realized that I did not feel like I had a community of supportive people around me anymore. And I did not want to ever feel like that again. And as weird as it sounds, I really took this long-term approach to how I would pick friends along the way. And I knew it came down to core values because that was something I was working on within myself. I can transparently say that when I was, how old was I when I was in 2017? So I was 20, turning 21 that college year. So I was a junior in college. And I just remember thinking to myself that I was not really a person that I could fully admire and I wanted to change that and it really started with my values. So my number one value still to this day from that time period of when I evaluated what I wanted, my number one value is integrity. I remember that there were certain things that I did prior to this year that I just did not, like I said, was not that proud of. Um, I think we all go through that at some point in life. And that really flipped the switch for me in that I wanted to always act with integrity, but more importantly, 
have friends that always did as well to always encourage me to act with integrity, to always, you know, show and lead me by example. So that was something I looked looked for in all of my friends as I was, I guess, in a sense, hand selecting my new friends at my, at my new university. Um, and I remember, you know, it was almost like a trial and error process as weird as that sounds. I get it. It does sound weird because it's like, what the fuck this, you're just picking your friends. But because I was at a new university and I started out with zero friends and having nobody around me that I could lean on or call, I just wanted to go back to the core values. And so all the people I met over time, I remember, you know, whether it was going on a coffee date or getting lunch together or just hanging out on campus, I remember I was looking for those key values. And then aside from integrity, I also wanted to see someone that was just genuinely honest and selfless. And also most importantly as well, someone that just wanted to improve constantly over time, like someone that's not going to be complacent with where they're at, not only physically, but just mentally and in life in general. So those are kind of the three things I have as like my common values. I think there are more, but I didn't want to bore this episode with just, you know, core values. So um, I really want to give a great example of someone that I met my junior year. Um, It actually wasn't until the second semester And her name is Avery, and she is one of my most dear best friends of all time. And I cannot thank God or, you know, this freaking universe more for bringing us together. She's just someone that I met at the right time in life. And, you know, I have to thank the the timing of life and the way Chapman and our sorority brought us together. I remember it's just, it's such a long story of like how there were so many decisions I almost made that probably would have not allowed us to meet, including one being that I almost dropped out of my sorority and, you know, wanted to just kind of move on throughout the rest of my college life without being in a sorority. But um, I didn't, I stayed. And um, fortunately I did because to be really candid, I don't think I would have met her or at the very least the same way that I did. And, and I don't, I just don't think I would have developed the same type of relationship I have with her today. So I have to thank the universe for that. (laughs) Um, But kind of back to my point on my friend Avery is that she's someone that I noticed was always just genuinely so selfless, so caring So um, not only honest, but just really someone that always acted with integrity to the point that it made me laugh so hard at like not only how um, I don't want to say how like I how it seemed like I had lack of integrity, but just I never still to this day, I've never met someone who is just so good as a human being. And I have to put her on a pedestal. I really do. And I think she deserves it. And she'll probably, if she's listening to this, she probably will be like, oh my God, um, no. But truly, she's one of those people that, um, just as you know, an example I'm just thinking of right now too, is I'll never forget when we were in the library bathroom and we were, she was just washing her hands and she was throwing away the paper towel. 
And there was one or two paper towels as well on the on the ground. And I remember when she just literally casually picked them up and put them in the trash can. And I was like, like, what the heck? Why'd you do that? I mean, like, you know, germs and all of this. And like, she's just like, oh, I don't know. It was a natural instinct. And I remember just laughing my ass off because I was like, holy shit. I just, I I could not imagine another human being doing that aside from her. I mean, I'm sure there are so many people like her out there. I mean, not so many, but there's other people that are very similar to her. But she's just a prime example of someone that I really do look up to in so many areas of life. And I just think that her, my friendship and relationship with her has improved the quality of my life so much that I could not be, to make it as simple as possible, I really do wish on everyone in life to have a friend like her in life because she has truly made my life so much better. She's talked me through some of the toughest times for me. She's helped me really thoroughly experienced Chapman the best way I could. And um, even though I've only seen her actually once since we both graduated last May, which is insane because she's, she now lives in uh, Memphis, Tennessee with her boyfriend, we still stay connected with each other very frequently. Um, you know, we're constantly sending Snapchats to each other uh, on a daily basis. We're constantly texting each other, FaceTiming each other, like twice a month. And um, I know that I can just always call her and just count on her to give me the best advice in the most unbiased way. So final answer about the common values thing is just find someone that has that number one value that you look for and more importantly, has it more than you so that you can always become better with that person by your side. The second bullet note I have for strategically finding friends is just finding them in common places. So I say that with um, keeping in mind how I actually just experienced that today in a sense. So if you guys follow me avidly on Instagram, you probably know that I I do work out pretty frequently. And um, I've noticed over time that it's particularly today, actually. Um, I had a, this girl introduce herself to me because she saw me from the workout the other day as well. And she was like, oh, do you go here often? Things like that. And I think it's awesome when I was thinking about it on my drive home is that workout studios or events like that where you're going you know, by yourself and you're going to obviously improve yourself in one area of life or another you also typically find people that are like-minded. They're probably there for the same reasons or similar reasons. And um, that's that's part of life. And, you know, if you think about it, is that we like to have friends that we can go to things with or go to places that you both like. And so having a friend that you meet at a workout studio kind of already puts that into place because they also like to work out and they also like to, you know, go and improve their fitness, improve their health. And um, that also probably shows that they value their health. And if that's something that you value as well, but you notice that you lack friends in that department because not everyone cares about health and fitness as much as you do, then it's also such a great opportunity, whether you go to a spin studio or you go to Pilates place, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's important to 
step out of your comfort zone and introduce yourself, especially if you see someone that you've seen previously, whether it was earlier in the week or the previous week. I think it's awesome. I've, I, I thought it was awesome that the girl that I met tonight introduced herself to me because she's like, hey, you know, I saw you the other week, right? And it was, so it was awesome. And you never know a friendship that could come from that. Another tip I have for strategically picking friends is, now this might sound weird, but picking friends like you pick a romantic partner. So the way I think of this is is kind of funny because let's be honest, if you're on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, or even if you're not on an app and when you're going on dates or when you're talking to a guy or a girl or whatever, you have a mental checklist of what you're looking for in the person. Am, am I wrong? <laughs> um, you know, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but I'd say... 90, 95% of people typically have in mind what they're looking for. Some people are more specific and some people are a little bit more vague with what they're looking for, which is totally fine. But typically, I'd say from my experience as well as hearing from my friends, if you're looking for a specific guy, sometimes it's like the hair color or what they studied in school or the industry of job they're in or um, if they're family oriented, things like that, right? So I think it's really important to also pick friends in a similar way because I, I notice that most people take way more emphasis on how they choose their romantic partner. But when it comes to friends, everyone's a little bit more like, la di da da and not as, I guess, mindful about choosing the friends. And I think this may be more applicable to you if you do notice from time to time that you kind of flock through various groups of friends here and there. And you might be listening to this podcast or to this episode specifically wanting to be more strategic. So my personal tip is having that mental checklist and If a friend, like whether it's a current friend or someone that is potentially coming into your life as a friend, don't be afraid to walk away and cut them out if they don't meet your standards within that mental checklist. So just the same way when you're dating someone and you don't feel it 100%, you're typically more likely or more willing to walk away because you knew it wasn't going to work because of certain differences or certain views or certain values. So Same thing with a friend. If they don't make you feel good overall, you know, that energy you feel after hanging out with someone, it typically is an easy, you know, red flag or a green light or a good sign, whatever it is. It's either good or bad, the energy that you feel afterwards. And questions that I like to ask myself personally when I'm thinking about my friends or thinking about whether this person should become a friend of mine I ask, do they make me want to be a better person? What are they better than me at that I could learn or take away from them? Not like actually take away, but use as a takeaway, use as a lesson. Like I said earlier in this episode, Avery is someone that just teaches me constantly to be selfless, to think of things in a different light. So essentially, what is it that they're better than you at that you could use to also improve on as well? And then I also like to ask myself, what are this person's goals in life? 
Does it align similarly with mine? And the reason why I say this as well is because obviously I'm, I'm pretty goal-oriented. That will vary per person. But more importantly, just like having a romantic partner, you do typically want someone that has a similar vision in life because the ideal way of of a relationship is that it's two people that have such similar visions and values and way of thinking in a sense that it slowly merges together. So each person has their own life and has their own daily routines and whatnot. But when you're dating someone and they have a similar path, you're always going to kind of intertwine. And that's what makes dating so much easier because it's not like you have to rely on each other or force anything out of it. It's so much nicer when you both have that path because you're kind of going after a similar vision or similar goal and you intertwine along the way without distracting each other too much from that and individual end vision, if that makes sense. Another basic tip that I have that I'm sure many of you guys have heard is just simply realizing that one to two quality friends is much better than eight to 10 friends within a friend group. I say this with a lot of experience with dealing um, or at least observing over the years, especially in college and especially as a previous sorority member. I've always seen friend groups and to be extremely candid, I've never been a friend group person since the day I could remember. And I remember just always asking myself things like, why can't you just fit in with everyone else? Or why can't you just be a part of a friend group and follow what everyone else is doing? And obviously, looking back on it now and with the new, I guess, generation and way of thinking we have today, a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, Emily, you didn't need to say those things. But obviously when you're a kid and you're always doing things on your own and doing things that are different, you can't help but just ask yourself, why am I not like everyone else in a sense? So obviously it worked out for the better, but I guess... The point I want to make with that is if you are also someone that constantly finds yourself being an outlier or someone that doesn't actually love being within a friend group, don't be discouraged by it because like I said, I am one of those people. I grew up as one of those people and I certainly asked myself things as to why I didn't fit in with everyone and more importantly, why I didn't have the desire to be a part of a friend group. And those are, I guess, sometimes just intrinsic values or innate traits that you kind of grow up with. And especially if you're younger and you're listening to this, like I said, just don't be discouraged by it because you want to use that to your advantage and whatever it is that you like to do, especially if you're someone who likes to do things kind of in their own way and kind of just do you in a sense, I think that you need to take advantage of it because that's kind of what I've done over the past couple years, especially in college, when I realized that I didn't have the same desire to be a part of the friend group that was within my grade um, in college and with it, in my sorority. Um, 
And I remember just always wanting to either be reading or writing or free free writing on my blog and um, working on my business, things like that. So that was what brought me joy. And so if you are someone that does find other things outside of a friend group that brings you more joy, you should do it. And maybe eventually you can capitalize on it and make something out of it. The second to last tip I have within choosing friends is that it doesn't have to be people that are physically near you. So I live in Orange County, California. I live between LA and San Diego. But ever since graduating from college, it's definitely been a new era of where my community of people are, especially because a lot of my best friends have also moved away from Southern California, mainly because they're, they were born and raised here. And since I grew up in Pennsylvania, I moved to, to Southern California away from my typical friend group, so or not friend group, but from my original hometown community. And so a lot of my friends kind of explored that route after college. To be candid, all of my best friends, my very close friends are all over the world right now, whether they're traveling or whether they just live in different parts of the world. Don't be afraid to explore different networks and different communities of people around the world because um, not only is it good to expand your network, especially if you're someone that likes to travel and meet people in different areas of the world, but just because they're far away doesn't mean you still can't be well-connected with them. And I really mean that. Like I'm not just saying that because if I'm being honest, all of my best friends, like the people that I would go to about any good news, bad news, or need just full-on support, all of them are in different areas of the U.S. or the world. Um, to be giving just actual examples, my best friend Harry, who I actually talk to probably... I don't know, three to four times a week on the phone. He is still in college and he's up near San Francisco. And my other best friend, Jack, he's in Boston. My two best friends from home, Michelle and Edie, they're on the East Coast. My best friend, Avery, someone I mentioned earlier in this episode, she's in Tennessee right now. Candy, my big, uh, my sorority big, and my best friend. She's in New York along with my other college best friend, Nicolette. My other dear friend, Bree, she's in South Korea right now because she's um, on a Fulbright scholarship. She's such a bright person and someone that I really admire and do aspire to be more like. She's just so well rounded and um, very charismatic and just. The, the person that I love to just have philosophical conversations with and uh, just kind of a quick tangent about her. She's someone that I, um, I guess I had my first job with her. We both worked at Abercrombie. We, we were both from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and then we both moved out to Southern California um, for college. She went to Pepperdine and I obviously went to school in Orange County and it was funny enough that over the two and a half years that we were in Southern California, we didn't reconnect 
since freshman year until junior year, and it wasn't in California. It was actually in Washington, D.C., and I was there for a business competition. This was my junior year of college, and she was there for the entire semester. This was her spring semester, and she was there for an internship, and it was pretty awesome to actually have reconnected with her at this super cute coffee shop. I believe it was Blue Bottle, and it was just crazy that after all the years We didn't reconnect in California despite both living there, but instead we reconnected when we both realized that we were in D.C. at the same time. So it was pretty cool. And like I said, it kind of just goes to show that it's really nice to have friends and a community of people all over in different cities and different parts of the world because you never know. You know, they're just a phone call away. There's a thing called FaceTime now. So um, obviously it's a different experience when people are close to you physically, but If you are also someone that's about to graduate college or maybe you're also kind of in my shoes where you're in your post-grad life now, that is kind of the name of the game. Like everyone is always in different areas of the world now. Everyone's traveling, you know, work, jobs, whatever it is. And um, that's kind of the key in maintaining those relationships, even if they're far away, is just communicating constantly over text, over Snapchat, FaceTime, whatever. And personally, that's worked out really well for me. And it's always just so nice to know that I have so many wonderful people that are going to support me that are just a phone call away. The last thing I want to leave with you guys today is a quote that not only I'm sure most of you have heard already, but it's something that I really do live by when it comes to the people I choose as friends. And the quote is, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with most. I forget who said this, but it's a pretty common quote out there, and I am a very firm believer in it. And the reason being is not only because it's just simply true, if you think about it, you know, the people you're always hanging around with, you eventually kind of merge into one, in a sense, you adapt their their characteristics, their traits, you adapt their attitude and vice versa. And more importantly, you also just kind of adapt the similar habits and goals and kind of trajectory of life. And so for me, I've always been very extremely mindful of that, especially ever since junior year of college. Like I said, I transferred to a new school and really had zero friends. So I started at ground zero, I guess, and really built back up. And every day, I really choose to be mindful with those I listen to, those I am just surrounding myself with, because you want to be able to learn from those around you. But also, it's really nice to also be able to impact those around you in a positive way and in a way that will lift them up. So for me, that's something that I find really fulfilling is being able to help and teach others within my core group of lessons I've learned and things that I am significantly better at because I know in exchange they have other skills and attributes that are that they're much better than me at and I can learn from them and always adjust and and kind of pivot moving forward in life. So I'm very mindful of those five core people I surround myself with most and And again, it doesn't have to be people you're physically around with, but also just the people you're always talking to and the people that you're, you know, maybe you're always sending memes to or the ones that you're always sending life quotes to, things like that. I definitely have those friends. 
And I know that because of the way they think and the way um, they're like-minded in, in a similar life vision and goal, I'm able to really be surrounded by the best people. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. And I think that's kind of the ultimate reason why I wanted to share this episode because having, you know, strategically choosing friends is such, is almost like a skill set. And I think as we grow older and wiser in life, we learn how important that is. And I think it's nice to be able to help and teach the younger generation on how we can do it at an earlier point in life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know it was a, I guess, very interesting topic in a sense, but one of the topics that I love to talk about most just because I'm very passionate about it. And so please leave your, I guess, your feedback, your thoughts, reviews, wherever you prefer, whether that's on the podcast Instagram, whether that's my personal Instagram or just even in the DMs. But more importantly, I would love if you've been listening over the past couple episodes, since I know it's been still pretty new, if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and or just a nice rating, I would greatly appreciate it. I am honestly so grateful for how many um, listens or listeners that have been tuning into this podcast so far. Truly, I am very surprised by the amount. It's been quite a few thousand that I definitely didn't think would happen this fast. So again, thank you so much for tuning in and I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.